0: Welcome to the Power Couples Rock podcast, where our mission is to build a collective community of marriages, where we encourage, inspire, and support one another in order to have masterful marriages. We're Carlos, Catherine, Chris, and Sonia. Please check us out, powercouplesrock.com. Follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. We believe that one of the most amazing legacies we can leave in life is a great marriage. So we hope you'll listen, learn, and love the conversation. Let's power up.
1: Good day, everyone. This is Carlos Green with Power Couples Rock, and I'm joined by my beautiful wife here, Catherine Green. Come and say hello to our audience.
2: Power
1: couples, what's up? Hey, we are here at the UCBA Weekend Experience here in Columbia, Maryland, and we're having a ball. So this is a yes. special edition that we're having today. We are blessed and honored to have what I call now family.
2: Oh yes, absolutely here on the mics with us
1: today. <laughs> yes, you guys are going to be so blessed by this message. That's going to come from Dr. Joel and Naomi Mitchell all the way from Chicago, Illinois. So we want to officially welcome them and they're going to give you a welcome, a hearty welcome too. So Dr. Joel Mitchell and Naomi Mitchell say hello to our Power couple Rock community.
2: Hello, Power Couples. How are you?
3: <laughs> yes.
4: yes. Hello, everybody. Thank you all so much. And we just want to say thank you to the Greens for allowing us to come in and share on today. We are so, so excited to be here. And thank you all so much for those kind words. And, yes, we is from day one, as the young folks say, day one, we felt that you all were family. And it's just a blessing in the kindred spirits. Yes. You know, it's just it's just. Permeating the room so god bless you both and Amen. thank
2: you awesome you guys you. are going to be blessed so you better get ready now be ready all right be
1: ready <laughs> you can already feel the energy in the room yes. and from the first time we met them which is a couple of days ago <laughs> a couple of days ago this this kindred spirit like you said yeah. dr joel this kindred spirit that we actually have mm-hmm. together but we'll get into some things that we have in common that mm. I definitely want to share on the podcast. Definitely. But I want we want to know and I know that our community wants to know about you all and how you actually met and when you guys got married.
4: Well, you want me to start back? Go ahead back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, Naomi and I, we met, well, I say we met back in 1995. Mm. And so we actually met at church. Mhm. And so Naomi was actually a member at the church, and I uh, came along. She actually grew up in the church mm-hmm. uh, that we attended. And so I came and I joined uh, with this church shortly after I graduated from college. And so we um, met each other there, and uh, we became, after a period of time, you know, we'll get into that maybe later, <laughs> uh, because I was really, really uh, raw. Coming into the church and and uh, Naomi at the time had been in the church and she had been cultured. And so I'm just this guy kind of coming in. And so we developed a great friendship over time and we became prayer partners. And I don't think we didn't date in the conventional sense of mm-hmm. the word, yeah. whereas like I asked her out on a date uh, because I just respected her so much oh. and I respected her walk so much because a lot of people say that they, you know, believe in God and they're doing this and that, but her walk just, you know, it blessed me. And so what happened was, as opposed to me being attracted to Naomi and wanting to date Naomi, I actually told her I wanted to have the kind of relationship with God that she had. wow. Wow. And that's what attracted me to her. And so although she was beautiful and all of those things, <laughs> that she I just, is. yes, <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. let's get that straight, right, right. but I uh, ain't that holy, yeah. but, um,
3: <laughs>
4: but no, it was, uh, I just had the utmost respect for her and her walk with Christ and everything that she was doing. And so we became great friends. We became prayer partners. We worked on several ministries together. And then over time, just by the sheer fact of us spending so much time together, a relationship just kind of formed and developed. And so it was just really a blessing.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's amazing. You had said that you looked at her life and you looked at her walk and you wanted to emulate her walk or you wanted to be like her and her following of Christ, which is, again, unconventional for her because a man would say "Now she's beautiful, but I'm going to still do what I'm doing. And we'll make this thing work, and she'll actually conform to the ways that I'm living at this point.
4: No, she had some, uh, some definitely some boundaries set up and oh. some goals and values that she held dear, which made me respect her even more. I love that. How
1: long did you guys date before you said... We're going to do this. We're going to get married. How long did you guys date, Naomi?
2: So again, as Joel said, we really didn't date in the conventional sense. I always tell people that God kind of swept us both off of our feet because the way that it happened was we were just really good friends and, um, and prayer partners. We became prayer partners. And you know that prayer will draw you closer than anything else. Mm-hmm. And And I think that was the way God had to do it for me because I had actually been through some relationships and I said, I'm going to quit dating and I'm, you know, not going to get involved with anyone until the Lord sends me someone. And so I had been single and celibate for like 10 years. And so I wasn't expecting um, him to come right Mm -hmm. in the way that God sent him. And Mm -hmm. so when he came and we became prayer partners, we joined, we had a a soul tie, a spiritual tie through prayer. And I think God allowed that. Right because I wouldn't even pray with men because I knew what that meant, but we were on the same ministry and that's how that happened. So we were praying and fasting together. And so when that happened, in fact, we were praying for each other a mate. Oh, wow. What? Really? We really were, you know, <laughs> and so Joel will tell this story. It's so funny because uh, he said to, to, uh, to me after we had been friends for probably about two years, he said, um, you know, my feelings are beginning to change check this out i really don't want to um you know kind of be around you and pining over you and being you know being in the friend zone and you know and and you're thinking we're just friends so i want to be fair and tell you that i you know my feelings are starting to change and out of my fear And out of my past experience, I said to him real quick, I said, mine haven't. (laughs) He said, after I picked up my face off of the floor, he said, okay. (laughs) He loves to tell that story. I
4: love it. And finally built up the courage (laughs) to tell this woman that I've respected and admired. I'm like, nay. My feelings have changed, mm-hmm. and she looked at me and said, "Mine's not
3: <laughs> <I> like that." <laughs> <laughs> I crushed
1: because men, <laughs> men, when they're doing that, they're like, "Okay, I'm telling this narrative. I'm telling the story. I just don't want to be rejected." That's right. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest fear is being rejected. Yeah. How did you handle that after she said, "No, mine has not changed"?
4: Yeah, I was broke, <laughs> yeah, but I was cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so, what I did was, after I picked my face up off the floor, <laughs> I said, "Well, Naomi, then we can't continue to spend as much time together as we're spending, Mhm, because if we continue to spend time together like this, my feelings aren't gonna do anything but grow even more, mm-hmm. and that's the point that Naomi was saying. I don't wanna to be secretly pining like in the friend zone like this best friend, like I didn't have any real like emotional feelings for her, and so I said." This is going to have to, you know, not for us not to be friends anymore, but we can't continue like this. Cause we were going out together. We would go get a meal together. We would go to the show. So it was kind of like we were dating, but we weren't, we didn't look at it like that. We were just spending hanging time out together, together. hanging out. And so the Lord blessed us. So we were, you know, platonic friends because she was practicing celibacy. And then I think in that, that point in my walk in 1999, I started practicing abstinence, and so we got married in 2002. So it was like that wasn't even an issue for us, which blessed us That's because that allowed issue. us to really get to become friends mm-hmm. because we didn't have the other, the sexual piece kind of muddy in the water. Mm-hmm. And so we had a, a a spiritual connection, but we didn't have the soul tie that comes you know, from a sexual soul time. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And so, um, so yeah, so I guess we continue to spend time together.
3: Yeah. I was so. going to say, when did it <laughs> change for yeah. you? When did
2: mm-hmm. it change for you? So Amen. we, we didn't spend as much time. And so I missed my friends. So I started asking God, why did I feel this way about him? You know, like kind of letting down my wall. Right. And so I started telling God, I'm feeling the kind of way about missing him. And you know, Barring you coming down here yourself, telling me that this is the man you, you know, you have for me. I'm not going. (laughs) (laughs) So I went on a business trip to Rochester, New York, and I spent that whole weekend fasting and praying and just on my face, Mm. praying to God to show me. Because when I get married, this is for life, you know. And so I just do not want to go and make a mistake. And I really need you to show me. So I'm here I am in the hotel room in Rochester, New York, and I'm crying and praying and fasting. And, and the Lord said, I hear the Holy Spirit saying, get up and go down to the, um, the gift shop. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I get up, go down to the gift shop. And I start looking around and I'm like, what? You know, and uh, keep looking. And I look on this shelf and on the shelf is this rock. It's a rock, a cement rock. And on the rock is printed Y-E-S. Wow. One rock. It was not like, you know, multiple rocks. It wasn't another one that said no for a set. It was one rock that said yes. And I was floored. Because that was your confirmation. That was my confirmation. And God knew that was the only way that I was going to say yes. Mm, So you called him and said, I didn't (laughs) because I was scared. (laughs) That was so shocking. I was like, really? You know, but God will confirm, you know, and reconfirm his word, you know. And, um, and because God cares about the things that we care about, mm-hmm. even if to the smallest detail. Mm-hmm. And if you wait on God, God is faithful mm. to do just as God promised. Yes. Mm. So I knew that he was still praying. Right. So he picked me up from the airport. And when I got in the car, I had this kind of funny smile on my face, you know, I wanted to be like, <laughs> and so I just held the rock up like this. And we both just started crying, like uh. bawling, like, wow, we knew it was God, you know, uh. And beautiful. isn't that amazing? Yes, I still have so the rock. You do, uh, I still the, have the rock memory. Yes. And it is the thing that has kept me in our seasons when I thought in early in our marriage, when we were, we made a mistake, maybe I made a mistake. You know, when you're trying to get a guy, was this you? Or mm-hmm. when we're arguing or upset and the rock is right right there so we can see it. Yes. This is God's plan for us. That's
1: his promise to us. His you. promise.
2: Yes. yes, it is. That's his yeah. promise. His promises are yes. Yes. And, and amen. amen. Right. <laughs> yes. And so whatever it is that we're going through, we know we can get through it because this is God's promise. You know, so it didn't matter. You know, and so isn't that amazing? That is it's amazing. so amazing. So
1: you can overcome any of your right? trials and testimonies because you continue to build your foundation on the yes on and the amen, yes on and the amen. rock. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: On the rock.
1: You guys are
4: a power couple that rocks. Yes. <laughs> oh we rock. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. And that's really one of the things, as we get ready to transition even into talking about that, like we were saying last night, uh, when we presented at Eusebia, and we talked about our presentation in terms of Shatterproof, when we said we thought we had checked all of the boxes.
1: Mm-hmm. So w- walk us through that, because I thought that that was very enlightening. And I know that our listeners would love to understand walking us through the checklist and we can get to the resources that you all have available for our listeners. So yeah. so as there.
4: we've already stated through our story, you know, we thought we checked all of the boxes. Mm-hmm. We were both Christian.
1: Mm-hmm. Check. To
4: check. Naomi was practicing abstinence, I mean, celibacy, li- literally celibacy. Check. check. I w- had been practicing abstinence for three years. All right,
3: check. 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 check.
4: <laughs> we're both, you know, serving in ministry.
3: All right, that's check. a check. check.
4: And we're now, I mean, we're Sunday school teachers, BTU teachers. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, on trial to become a deacon. And then we even, once we get to this place, you know, we have been praying and fasting and praying and even even doing premarital counseling. Check. Check.
3: <laughs> wait, that's check. a
1: double check right check, there, check. Right? You know, it premarital
4: ca- counseling and even as we were the day of the day of our marriage, the day of our wedding, you know, we're walking down the aisle. Babe, you good? Right. You still want to do this? What? <laughs> you know all wait. the way. What? Like, you know, just really wanting to make sure that we were in the will of God, because we knew that this was a lifetime thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I said we just knew we had done everything right. When we did, when we had our wedding, it was the most beautiful thing. We had, you know, all of these people there, <laughs> you know, our colors were red and white. I mean, now nah, this is going to sound like, oh, they just overboard with the Christian <laughs> stuff. But, you know, we wanted... You know, red for the, the you know the blood of Jesus. Yeah. the blood of Jesus. White, White for uh, the pure. Period. We got married on Good Friday. Yeah, Ooh. what we did. I mean, all of this. We
2: really wanted to honor God. To
4: honor God through our marriage. Mm-hmm. All of this stuff. I love. That. We did. Yeah. And ultimately, we still ended up. You know, and our marriage was crumbling. Because we did all of those things right We just knew God was in it We just knew God had blessed it We just knew this thing was going to be Not necessarily a piece of cake But we never thought We would be the authors of a book called Shatter (laughs) How mm-hmm. to overcome a broken marriage.
2: Ooh. Yeah. And so feel- and the thing is that, you know, again, we were ambushed and the enemy doesn't care anything about your walk with Christ. And the enemy will try to sneak in any kind of way that the enemy can. Right. Right. And so when we got married, um, I was 38. And Joe, how are you? 32, 33, 33. And um, and so my my desire was to have children right away. Right. Cause I bought mm-hmm. into this thing. Your biological clock is ticking. ticking. And so I'm like, I want to have a honeymoon baby. You know, this was my dream and my desire, but my husband is like, I just want to be with you, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we go on the honeymoon and uh, I didn't have a baby on the honeymoon, but six months later I became pregnant. And nine months after that, we had twins. What? Yes. And I have to say that I prayed for <laughs> twins because as I was getting older, I um, realized I was like, "Oh, I need to do a quick work, and I want four babies." Lord, give me twins. Wrote it in my diary and everything, but I forgot about it until the doctor actually told me in the doctor's office that your HCG levels are appeared that you are having multiples, and I was like, "Oh, wow!" You know, wow. And so again, God is faithful, and he so is. right. And so anyway, we had these two babies, and um and the fact that we had two babies it was it ha- everything was happening so quick for us, and so we had the two babies, and we had the marriage, and Joe was in school full time and working full time, and I was working full time and um and then we were not we were not paying attention to the marriage. The marriage took the back burner because now mm. that we had the babies, all of my time was trying to figure to the out babies right how do I hmm.
4: And the other thing about the babies was that the doctors had told Naomi that she couldn't have babies. Oh,
2: yeah, sure did. Why? Before uh, I got married, I had endometriosis. Mm, I had that as well. Uh-huh. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. Right? right. And so the doctors were telling me before I got married, while I was celibate, that I needed to just have a baby now if I was going to have a baby. And I decided against all odds, I said, I'm going to wait on God because, he is so right? I said, because if I, you know, go ahead and do it now, then I would be dishonoring God. And so again, I wrote in my diary, that's when I wrote in my diary, Lord, I trust you, even though what the doctors are saying. And every time I went back to the doctors, the doctor would tell, was telling me, you need to you know get pregnant you know and of course i the, at the time the guys like i told you i was didn't want to date those guys and definitely didn't want to marry them, so i wasn't getting ready to have children with them and anyway um i uh you know when the doctors told me after i had written it in my diary and everything that i was pregnant with twins god again kept another promise but the endometriosis what i learned about that is Um, And this would be a gift to someone who's um, believing God is I thought every time I went back to the doctor because I was praying for healing, I wanted the doctors to say it was gone. Right. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't gone. But once I got married and became pregnant, what I realized is that God has power over disease and sickness and God, all God has to do is put God's hand on it. And although it was there, God didn't allow it to move because the doctors kept saying, you're at a level four. And when you get to a level five, you'll become sterile and you may not ever begin, ever be able to have babies. And so I said, the greater miracle is not that God healed me or took it away, which is what I wanted. But what the greater miracle was, is that God has power and authority over sickness and disease. And it can't go anywhere unless God says it.
1: You are speaking (laughs) a word.
2: Right. And so that blessed me because not only was I not sterile. I was so sterile that I had multiple babies. And not only that, God sent me the man with carrying the right seed Come on for now. me to be able to have the multiple babies that I prayed for. Wow! Now, the, the twist of that is that I don't think that God gave me the twins because I prayed for them. I believe God gave me the prayer because God knew that that's what God was going to give me. Right. Mm. Although I do believe God answers prayer, but yeah. I believe God had a plan for our lives. Yes. You know, yeah, right? Absolutely. Wow.
1: Were you in, were you getting your doctorates then as you guys were having the
4: so, babies? So actually I had started seminary. Okay. And so we got married in two, 2002. I started seminary in 2003. And so I was working full time, going to seminary. I would be pushing the twins, you know, <laughs> in the big Cadillac stroller through the seminary. <laughs> and then um, we had our daughter. And so that's what we're saying. So many things was taking place that, you know, these were all blessings. But the blessings, we did not even have the capacity to manage all of the blessings that God was throwing Mm -hmm. our way. Mm -hmm. Having a great, you know, Naomi's working full time in corporate America with craft. I was a city official, you know, deputy commissioner. Now we have these twins. Now we have our baby girl. Now we're in seminary. Wow. And so all of these, which would appear to be great things at surface level, but we didn't know how to manage it all. Mm -hmm. And so then the other thing with the babies was that now the babies were here. And I'm just thinking about this because we're talking about it. But I believe Naomi's attention to the babies was because at one time she thought she probably couldn't have any. Yeah. Yeah. And so you talk about being a helicopter mom or wanting, you <laughs> know, true. to care yeah, for them yes, was because yes. it, I'm sure it was like, David, like I didn't wait all this time. And now you gonna, you know, now that I have them. And so I would come home and I didn't know how to communicate my needs right? because I would come home from a hard day's work and I see these babies around. But I'm like, I felt guilty to say, what about me?
1: Well, it seemed like then your marriage got lost or was exactly. under all of that stuff yeah. and it became shattered.
4: Yeah. yeah. Because of all that. It wasn't of a that.
2: priority. It anymore. wasn't a the priority, priority. shifted. Yeah. And
4: mm-hmm. so that's what we say. And this is the the mm-hmm. illustration that we give, the metaphor is if you're driving down the street and a small pebble hits your windshield mm-hmm. and it forms a nick. Mm-hmm. But if you don't pay attention to it, you keep driving that nick begins to spread across the windshield. It begins to splinter. Yeah. It begins to shift. And then, like, if you're in Chicago like us, you're just one pothole away from wow. the whole windshield shattering. Yeah. And so for us, what we realized and what God showed us was that the pebbles and the cracks that we were unaware of, it was a small crack in communication.
3: hmm
4: We didn't tend to it. And wow. so then we stopped communicating. That was a crack.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And then because of the communication was failing, there went our intimacy.
2: Mm-hmm. Now,
4: that was a crack. Yes. And now because the intimacy is failing, you know, now if we can be honest, and that's what I always say, if we can be honest, mm. now being a man, now not having the ability to have my needs met. Yeah, make love. And make what? love. And now hire all of these other influences that are you know vying for my attention Mm yeah so now you get if we can be honest you get a bet late night Mm
3: -hmm. and you get a
4: showtime late night and so now you know it's not we're talking about pornography and things like that but those temptations are real Mm -hmm. and so then trust becomes a crack Mm
3: -hmm. and
4: thank god that it didn't you know materialize into something greater than that. But if you have any type of temptation or lust that kind of drives you away, those things become cracks. Mm-hmm. We weren't talking about it. And then we weren't being intimate. And so all of these things are swirling around beneath us. Mm. And then it's just one thing that just caused our entire relationship to shatter. The shatter.
1: And I then see this web <laughs> right? that yeah. starts to form at this point. Mm -hmm. So is that where you guys came up with your resource here called Shattered, How to Overcome a Broken Marriage? Yeah, absolutely. Who started that process of writing this or where did the inspiration come from or when did it come from the Lord?
2: So we had been saying that we were going to write a book uh, and we were going to name it The Work because the work that we had to put in to restore our relationship was just some, we didn't, we couldn't even imagine what that would take. Right. And after we were into the work, it was like, this is really work. And if you don't have God to help you work through it, mm-hmm. you might give up. And so we said we're going because people tell you marriages work, but they don't say what the work is, you know, because it's personal and it's private. Yes. Right. And yes. all of those things. And so, uh, but then we saw, then we saw um, a picture of the Cosby's on Ebony. And they had it. They were in a picture frame and the um, the picture frame was cracked. It was shattered. And so we said, wow, this is America's family that everyone looks up to, especially in our community, mm-hmm. African-American community. And they have just been shattered by just this one incident. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Right. Yes.
2: And we said, wow, that's that's what happened to us. And not, not only did it shatter their family but it impacted everyone around them the community you know the culture our culture and so we have to understand that we we are accountable not only to ourselves and our marriages we are accountable to our children yes you know to our neighbors to our you know um, community at large right and even the nation because because the nation is built upon marriages and (laughs) family yes and so we don't we don't understand that so we were shattered you know so we said um, God has taught us though, how to overcome. And mm. so we need to teach that to others, especially after this one, you know, situation with the Cosby who was so well known that perhaps we could write a book to talk about how you, over- how do you overcome a broken marriage? Wow. Yes.
1: yes. So you, now you all are, you have your ministry called the marriage investors. Yes. Now, one thing that just blew me away and I absolutely love it is that you all said, we do this full time now. Mm-hmm. We complete. This is our vocation, yes, and our profession and our ministry, yes. Right, full time. Just talk to us about a little bit about the marriage investors and what your mission and vision is.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: So, at the marriage investors, we help couples get a greater return on their investment, and I do because basically what we realize through our experience is that people invest in everything. They invest in their homes, their education. Their cars, their physical health, people invest in everything, but they do not generally invest in their marriages. Mm -hmm. And so just like you invest in all of these other things, our marriages require an investment. Mm -hmm. People will spend tens of thousands of dollars for a wedding, Mm -hmm. but then they will not invest in the marriage. People will invite Christ to the wedding. And you have this whole elaborate, you know, worship ceremony for the wedding, but then you don't invite Christ to the marriage. Wow! And so we are endeavoring, uh, because this is what we needed mm-hmm. because the word lets us know faith without works is dead, but we didn't know how to necessarily find the work. And that's where we came into contact with when we could not do it anymore You know, and we started looking for resources. And Naomi started looking for resources before I did Mm -hmm. because we knew that we needed help. Mm. We needed help. We couldn't do it on our own. Mm. And we knew that one of the biggest myths was that prayer alone will fix it.
3: Well, prayer alone
4: will not fix it. And so we had to start looking for resources. We had to go to marriage counseling. So, again, we went to premarital but well, we need marriage counseling. Yes. yes. And so we needed tools and resources and we needed to be able to reach people where they are. And so through the Marriage Investors, that's what we do. We provide coaching. We provide counseling. We provide online courses. Uh, we have been fortunate to be able to travel to places like Eusebia and, <laughs> and Maryland yes. when we're from Shy City. Yes. But yes. we've come over here to be able to meet and minister with such a great a group of people who are like-minded, yes. and that's what that's what our mission is. Because we believe that healthy individuals create healthy marriages. Mm-hmm. Healthy marriages create healthy families. Mm-hmm. Healthy families build strong communities, mm-hmm. and healthy communities help build the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And yes, and that's awesome. what we're here to do.
2: Yes. Well, mm-hmm. tell tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you and get this information, mm-hmm. um, and um, and that way. They can they can they can go to um they can come to us, but we want them to go directly right to, to you yeah. so tell us how they, how
4: yes. they can do that. Well de- and we definitely appreciate it because we believe we're all in this space together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you can visit our website at www.themarriageinvestors.com. You can reach out to us via email at contact at the marriage investors. All of our social media handles are the marriage investors. So you can reach us Facebook, Facebook. The Graham.
3: My kid's not, my kid's not yeah, listening. Yeah, right. So
4: I can say the Graham because if I say that to them, then, oh, Dad, yeah. really? Right. you doing that? Yeah, you
3: lose with <laughs> right.
2: So
4: I don't, the Instagram, uh, Twitter, and uh, even YouTube. So everything is the Marriage Investors. Awesome. That's easy enough. It is. So
1: I just want to just tell our listeners one last thing about this amazing couple. That I actually learned. Uh, Dr. Joel Mitchell and I I actually walked into the hotel and I saw this blue shining light that was that he was wearing. And yes. I was like uh, do you know anything about A. Langston Taylor, Charles I. Brown, Leonard F. Morris? And he was like, "Oh yes, my brother." So Joel and I are actually fraternity brothers. Oh, yes. Blue fight? <laughs> Phi Beta Sigma. You uh, know.
2: <laughs> all right, all right. No.
1: <laughs> so you know. I, so when I saw that, I was like, "Okay, that's my first time meeting him, but he's going to be on our podcast."
2: Yes. yes, absolutely. Right. We'll let you guys have that for now. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate it.
1: That. Well, but this is um, we great.
2: Yes, thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate that. And uh, we want our listeners to know that you're going to get powered up.
0: So let's get, get powered, powered up. Thanks for listening to the Power Couples Rock podcast. We hope that you've been encouraged, inspired, and supported. Please listen and subscribe to our other PowerPods, as we are confident that they will strengthen your marriage. Also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. It's there where we can extend these discussions together, take these conversations, and your marriage to the next level. Enjoy your day and power up.